0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. Five one double five one is our text number. Oh eight one eight seven one five eight one five is our phone number. But the number we're talking about today is uh, those in Ireland. It's generated by a caller I'll be coming to in a few minutes. But those in Ireland who are at age ninety or over, there are approximately thirty six thousand people in Ireland uh, out of the population of five point one two three five six three million five million one hundred twenty down. Uh, thirty six thousand of them. Um, are uh, over uh, 90. And by the way, there are 450 people in Ireland who are over 100 on average at the minute. But we had a call from a man who's 94 years of age and he was making the point that when you get to a certain age now, there's certain things around the house which you cannot do, like fix locks or paint the hall stairs and landing or little things. And you need to hire someone in and pay them handsomely. And he was also making the point in a recent application he made to social welfare for some help. He was told, even though he's 94, he had to submit to a means test. And uh, then we come to the legendary Charlie O'Leary, a former Ireland soccer kit man um, in the glory days, the glory days, not just of Irish soccer, but of Irish life, it seems, uh, throughout the 80s and the 90s with, with uh, Jack Charlton from 86 what, for uh, eight years and then he was with Mick McCarthy. And Charlie O'Leary is 99 today. Charlie, happy birthday. You there, Charlie? Has he gone away from the phone? Are you okay, Charlie? Well, the, the thing is that Charlie is 99. The line has gone there for a sec. Charlie is 99. And Charlie tells us that he's, uh, as you'll discover, hopefully when we start out the line, he's partially sighted and gets a small partial pension. Wait for this. Uh, less than 60 quid a week. This is our Charlie O'Leary. And he said he was surprised the other day because he's having difficulty with his sight. He was ap- applying for um, a, a blind person's allowance, certain allowance. And he was told, and he said he could barely see the form, but it was there saying he had to do a means test. Charlie O'Leary, Charlie, good afternoon. Good, good afternoon, Joe. And happy, happy birthday. Thank you very much indeed, Joe. Thank you. You sound fantastic, Charlie. Yeah. You sound fantastic. I hope, Lovely, I hope the line stays. Now, I just I was telling because uh, we were talking about something else before he came on there, Charlie, about the fact that one, you're having difficulty with your eyesight. That's right. Okay, and how how difficult is that for you, Charlie, at the moment? Well, well no, I'm slightly impaired. I have a, I go six six uh, every six weeks. I go to the eye and ear to have injection of the right eye. Oh yeah, and also yeah. the left eye then. Is a, a the central vision is nearly gone in, in the in the left eye. Okay. So uh, I difficulty reading and uh, uh, for instance uh, identifying faces. If, if I met you, for instance, well, okay. we all every knows you, Duffy. But yeah. I speak. If I met an individual out and I met him an hour afterwards, hardly recognise him. I understand. The features don't uh, come to be, and uh, that difficulty, like. And Charlie, how often do you go for the injections? Every six weeks. My mother used to go for that. She, yeah. used to, she used to dread them for the macular yeah. degeneration. Yes, yeah, that's right, yeah. And how do you manage them? Uh, well, I, I, I got... I, uh, one of the young ladies there was very kind to me. Yeah, the And she yeah. said to me, look, relax. Yeah. And as you feel the needle coming towards you, inhale and then exhale. And I found this was... 
I found it very, very more than helpful, honestly. And uh, I, I'm not being boastful, around, but sometimes yeah. I don't even feel it, to be honest. Good man. Because people, people would dread getting a needle exactly, yeah, into yeah, their yeah. eye. Just a fear. Like the and, fear yeah. and how are you afterwards? Well, uh, but, uh, I have to be very careful, for instance. I, 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 I use a shade of uh, glass coming home, yeah, a right. pair of glasses coming home, and I try and avoid for the couple of hours, maybe the rest of the day, I don't read or look at television. And... Uh, and then the next day, I feel marvellous. Like, oh. oh, you're brilliant. You're absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Now, you said you saw a form the other day at 99 years of age. Yeah. You got to receive forms to fill yeah. in. Yeah. Do you know what, what were the forms for? for well, I'll tell you quite clearly I, what happens. Uh, a couple of years ago, in the old Whitworth Hospital, the National Council of the Blind, they have a marvellous office there. Yeah. And anything to do to help the blind, they've all sort of. Uh, Little instruments you can buy, okay, like uh, yeah. speaking clocks and all of this, brilliant, brilliant. And, and stuff for telling if the if the boiling water is, is is coming up over the cup, all different things to help you. Mm-hmm. And I go there pretty often. But many, quite a few years ago, I went, and this young lady asked me, "Did I ever do a night test there?" And okay. she put me under a night test, and she said, "You know, you're entitled to uh, yeah. to a." Uh, a pension, the blind, a small pension. pension. Yeah, yeah. And I said, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. So she, she gave me all the particulars, and I followed it. And since then, I've been getting sixty-seven, or, uh, sixty-seven euros a week. That's brilliant. You see, yeah. I guess. But then, uh, the, the other day, I got a letter. Uh, now we're talking about more than one, a, a big lengthy thing. Okay. A Thanks. big envelope with. And quite clearly across the top, it's means test. Oh, for God's sake. Means test for, 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 for my OIA pension. And it had to be filled in against the 12th of February. Now, my birthday's on the 1st of February, right. and it has to be in again the 12th of February. So I don't know whether I'm going to get no pension or a decrease after my birthday or not. I have to wait on the results of, the, of what I filled in. But hang now, on. Now, you... I'm speaking about... Some of the questions you're asked. Okay. As nothing, for instance, the only thing they didn't ask me was, and what did I get when I was make me Holy Communion? And, and he didn't ask me that question. That was <laughs> the only question he left out. So you're telling me, on the one hand, the National Council for the Blind, and they are the ones, they said, they did a, 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 yes. a sight test. They said, Charlie, do you know you are legally blind? You are, you will come, you're eligible for this pension. Yes. Uh, yeah. Of, well, in your case, 60 quid a week. Yeah. And at 99 years of age, yeah. they asked, and it's, it's irrelevant who you are, because I, yeah. I know you never, you, you're, you're uh, modest at the best of times, but it's irrelevant who you are. But they asked the great Charlie O'Leary at 99 years of age to do a means test to see yeah. could he get a blind pension. Mother yeah. of God. Yeah. Mother of merciful yeah. hour. And how long will it take you to fill in that form? Well, you, my, you, my daughter, my daughter has to fill you it might in. Be, you, you might be 100, Charlie. Exactly, but she filled it anyway. And, uh, oh, okay. uh, and uh, I, I have to say, to her credit, it, 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 it took some doing, like, to trying to answer. Because some of the questions seem to be irrelevant to, uh, to, to the fact that I was blind. What are, what are they thinking, Charlie? At 99... I, 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 just, I, don't, I just don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't know. As I said, the only thing they didn't ask me, how much did I get when I got maybe Holy Communion? And how much, much did you get in your Holy Communion? I don't communion? know. My ma took her off me. <laughs> 
And what year did you make your Holy Communion? 1932, the Congress. I oh, remember. the Eucharistic Congress. I remember, I remember we had the, we had the old medal that you wore. We did, yeah. we, we wore the Congress medal and the, the Pope's colours. And I remember standing up in O'Connell Street when the, the Pope Nuncio passed by. And uh, yeah, we yeah. waved flags as he was going by. The yellow and the yellow yeah. and white flags, yeah, the yeah, paper yeah. flags. And what, what would you, you would have got a, a couple of pence, would you? <laughs> yeah, you, now, now you're only guessing. I am only guessing. Shane <laughs> didn't get silver, that was true. <laughs> you got a few coppers. Yeah, yeah. A few coppers, mate. Yeah. Okay, so, um, you see, this was the point that Clifford uh, O'Hanlon was was making when he contacted us. We should be able to get him back in a, in a few minutes. But Clifford yeah. was saying that he's now, he's in his mid-90s. And he's saying, and I'll say it to you, Charlie, what does the government think? If we give Charlie O'Leary or anybody at 99 his entitlement to a, to a blind person's pension without a means test, for God's sake, if we give Charlie O'Leary at 99 his entitlement to a blind person's pension for the first time, he'd bankrupt the country. How yeah. long do you intend living for, Charlie? Yeah, no, 200. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. How you, you sound, apart from the, the eyesight issue... And I think you're brilliant with those injections. I really do. I think it's it's uh, a lot of people because the whole thing. If you say to somebody, "I'm going to put a needle into your eye," they run a mile. Yeah. And even I know I I know she didn't say you take any paracetamol or salpidine. Do you take a painkiller after? No, that I, I, I'm not into that at all. Jesus. I'm not into that. I I, I, I do my best to avoid them. The, the as, as I said, uh, I took the, the lady's advice and uh, yeah. inhale and exhale and. Uh, Okay. I'd have to say this for for the Oyenir Hospital, honest to God. So brilliant. They're absolutely brilliant. I can't just can't praise them enough. Okay, so let's say to people who who are told when you're one won't please look after your eyes, go to go to your optician or spec savers or whatever yeah. uh, as often as often as you can and get your yeah. eyes that little test they do for the yeah. macular degeneration. Yeah. But but also when if you hear that you have to get the injection into your eye once every six weeks, you hear Charlie O'Leary at ninety nine tell you uh, telling you how to do it. Take a deep breath, inhale, and they. By the way, they will offer you painkillers. You know that, Charlie. Oh, yeah, afterwards, yeah, yeah. but you won't take them, and uh, it's not. It's it makes a difference, and it's worth getting. Okay, let's now. So, so, but generally, uh, how are you f- fitness wise and talking out for East Wall? I, I go every morning. I have a, a walking frame, and I go for a, uh, right around the block here for about twenty minutes, half an hour, yeah. and uh, never miss and. Uh, me every so often different people I can have a, a chat with them, you know and uh, yeah. I, 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 I'd be lost without the, the chat I have to say that the, the, the people my own family for instance I have two boys and two girls and uh, I live on my own but, but uh, when wow. I say I live on my own I can't keep them out of the house <laughs> the, the, the forever like they remain and, and uh, they, I, 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 nothing but praise for them the way they look after me but uh, on top of that it's great to get out and meet the neighbours like and there. Uh, and where are you uh, living generally, sir? Where are you uh, living? In over in Har- Harmonstown. Oh, where yeah, I originally yeah. came I'm originally and I boast for boast I originally came from East Wall. Sure, you were famous down there. For oh, you. Should, East you Wall, near, great, great area. Did you run, run leagues and referee? And isn't yeah. that where you did your, did your and and uh, Charlie? But look, because uh, I've decided over Christmas, I'm going to ask everyone above a certain age, if they tell me their age, I'm going to ask them. Yeah. Looking back, and you're 99, Charlie. What so far? 
so far, Charlie, what has been the most memorable thing in your life? Well, in, in sport, like... Yeah. Uh, well, in sport would be uh, uh, two things. Number one, I had the privilege of meeting the Pope, who was a saint now. Okay. Understand? And then on top of that, the day we beat England in Stuttgart, okay. I actually saw a grown man cry that day. I couldn't believe it. Roy, uh, Roy, grown Roy, man cry. Going, yeah. And honest to God, I will never forget that. But on top of that, I saw the other side. I remember I, I lived on East Wall, and... I actually slept through the, the North Strand bombing when oh, my ma and my father yeah. were pulling the curtains across. We were afraid to put the light on it because the bombers was going over, like, you see? And I went to the Strand Cinema the next day. Okay. And the next day, they went to the Strand Cinema, and the whole roof had to be covered with tarpaulin. Mickey Rooney, uh, <laughs> Mickey Rooney was on. And, and the gang of us, like, we were regulars there on the Saturday night in Slam, and uh, we were looking up at the, at the plastic covering over our head, like, no, but they, 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 as I said, we saw the war years. And we but, the, when, the you mentioned, when you mentioned the North Strand bombing, yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember it? Because it was, yeah. what was it? It was 1941, yeah. um, the end of May. Um, do, you, do you remember it? Because it's very close to where you lived. Well, well that's what I said. When, when my mom and my dad, I mean, that, they, were, they, were, they were up. They were afraid to go to bed with a bomber. And uh, the next day, I, I was going up for the paper for my father. And mm. I met a fella, and he said, uh, you see, the slam went up last night. And I didn't know what he meant. Okay. And he told me about I went, I had, I had a paper in my hand, and there was full news in the paper about it. When I was in my mom, my dad talk, he said, she just slept all through, he said, we couldn't wake up, you know. And, and, did, and, and, and the did, next day, when okay. we went up down to the strand, and it, where all the flats are now, that was flattened then, it was where the bombing took place. And, and 28 people were killed. Oh, but, did you, but did you know when it was happening, Charlie? Cause no, the, the, I, 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 I would be telling a lawyer. If you were, okay, you were uh, fast that, asleep. I was you, asleep you, in bed. Okay. Did, but did your parents know that it was, oh, the, yes. that, no, that it was the Germans bombing no, the North Strand? No, they hadn't a clue. They were yeah. only, they were guessing, like, you know. Because we were, we were neutral. And then he went yeah. round to the cinema the next day, and that was gone with the wind. <laughs> <laughs> that was a show. And so, and you, you met the Pope. Well, yeah. well, well, remind our younger listeners about that because well, that was a. Because well, what, what did the Pope call you at one stage or say to you? Didn't he come over to you? Yeah, what happened was this. We were in the big auditorium and yeah. we were inside the altar rails and the team were all dressed for the beautiful, the okay. lovely sack suits on them. Yeah. And, uh, Thanks to you. Uh, I'm in the front row, okay. standing on a step, and Jack Charlton had his arms on, on my shoulder. Right. And. Uh, just as the Pope was nearly on top of me, didn't the president of the FAA at the time, Lord has to be dead now, and the doctor came and stood right in front of me. Okay. And, and that meant the Pope didn't see me. All right. But Jack then put his <laughs> arm out, tapped the two of them on the shoulder, and as he turned around, he pushed them aside. Good lad. And pushed me forward. And I stumbled a bit, and I think the Pope thought I was falling. And he put his arm to stop me. <laughs> and that's how he had his arm around me. So you're, you're one of the many people, Charlie, that was saved by the Pope. Well, not alone that. And, and, and <laughs> Joe, I say this, I say this, that I, I can boast, for instance, the Pope, the Pope had his arm around me 
and now he's a saint and he's his arm around me. So, Joe, if, if anyone wants to come around the border, arm around, <laughs> they do it, but it'll cost them a few bob. Of course, it will. They go straight to heaven. Stay with, stay with us, Charlie. Yeah. Sh- Seamus Bold and that issue that Charlie raised about this form. As long as as long as a, a, a wet Monday that he has to fill out at ninety nine years of age, even though he's been certified officially blind by the the organisation that does the National Council of the Blind of Ireland. Seamus, you, you you think this is a a lot of older people have to go through this unnecessary means testing? Yeah, I think there comes a time, Joe, uh, when we really need to say uh, when does a person you know have to prove everything once they get yeah. to 19 over And indeed, listen to Charlie, I have to say, I hope I'm half as good as yeah, he is when, absolutely. He, when I get there, if I ever get there. And a lot of us don't, and that's the point. A lot of people don't yeah. get to 19. So, the, so we, we'd be kind of saying, well, why not just, when the person gets to 90, cut out the bureaucracy and allow, uh, first of all, whatever allowances are due at that age, to be just given, irrespective. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like the children's allowances. Uh, just give it. You're over 90. Look, unfortunately, most people who get to that age have lots of issues. Uh, blindness may be one of them. Uh, mobility and a whole range of other issues. They also need a lot more help. And it's almost certain that unless you have the very exceptional person doing the marathon at that age, I'm afraid most of us mm-hmm. who get there will be debilitated in some way. So there is a case to be made. When a person gets to 90, stop the bureaucracy and say, okay. look, you're allowed your pension, you're allowed all your allowances, full stop, and maybe a bit more as well. And apparently there are approximately, I'm, I'm um, adding in a few because of the, 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 the years since the publication of the last census, um, there are, there are 36,500 people in the country yeah. over an age 90 or older. Yeah. There and, a, and that's, yeah. There'll be That's about, I'm trying to work out, there'll be about uh, six or seven hundred who were 99, Charlie's age. Yeah. So it's hardly, go, it's hardly going to bankrupt the country. Well, first of all, it won't bankrupt the country. In fact, it might save the money because the reality Good is, point. and again, point. If, you're o- if you're over 90, I'm afraid that statistics show that you will have issues. Uh, That's yeah. just life. You, you may be blind, you may be deaf, you may have a combination of different things that are just going to be wrong with you. And that's the reality. I know there are exceptions, and they're shouting into you now this minute, but the majority. So what are we, what are, it's costing just as much the state to to verify these people, uh, when in fact it's almost certainly the case that 99% of them will be approved anyway. So far exactly, we wasting exactly. time for and, you know, me, and so means fine. tests and forms and back and forward yeah. and yeah. Uh, uh, human hours in terms of going through forms. And then at the end yeah. of the day, at the end of the day, 60 quid for, yeah. for a 99-year-old man. Well, a very healthy, yeah. thank God, 99-year-old man. Um, yeah. but, but, but hardly break the country. And I wonder if any of the, uh, the organisations, I know they run off their feet, uh, but if any of the organisations representing older people have been campaigning for this, that once you get to a certain age, you shouldn't have to. If your doctor says you've got a certain condition, you have to trust the doctor, and if there is an allowance for that condition, you should get the allowance without going through a means test. Well, I don't know. I can't speak for them, but, yeah. but I do. I know I have many connections with them. They do fantastic work. 
So I would expect that they are, and they would have said this before. Uh, and if they haven't thought of it for now, they would certainly agree with it. Because, as I said, look, it makes sense. You're going to give these allowances anyway, almost certainly. Uh, you cut out the bureaucracy. You cut out, effectively, the indignity as well. Come on. You know, you've got yeah, there. Here, 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 here. You should be rewarded. You should be rewarded. And really... Uh, as I said, there is a saving to the state as far as I'm concerned, because you're talking about twenty, thirty thousand people at most. As I said, ninety percent going to get it anyway. What are we doing? You know, why are we wasting the ministers of time? Good point. Well said, Seamus. Well said, Charlie. Some somebody's um, just. I'm back to Charlie O'Leary now. Who's ninety nine today? But somebody points out, Charlie. Would you be one of the few? Because there's only four hundred people over a hundred. This says you're you're only ninety nine. You're only a child. But, Charlie, would you be one of the few people who has lived through every FAI international match? Do you follow me? You there, Charlie? The phone gone? The phone's gone. Okay. Um, We'll put that song on standby, uh, the Christy Moore song, because Charlie O'Leary, when I asked him what's the most memorable event in his public life, as the kit man with the Irish international uh, soccer team for so many years... He said it was uh, Italia 90. Uh, sorry, he said it was Roy Houghton putting the goal uh, into the English net. That was in uh, 19, 1988, wasn't it? Uh, in, in the Euros in 88. And then we had the Italia 90. Back after this break. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Davey is listening to Charlie O'Leary, not just the whole thing about soccer, but the fact that he's 99 today and he has to reapply for his blind pension. You say this is common, Anne. Oh, yeah, yes, I've, I've just filled in one, actually. Or at least I didn't. Um, with the help of my, I won't say partially sighted husband, but he's, okay. he's, he's getting injections into both his eyes oh, every month. So, um, so what, no. what, what form do you have to fill out every two years, Anne? Yes. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we got one there about a week ago. We have to have it in, as Charlie said, by the 12th of February. That actually comes from my local social welfare office in Bonratty Road. Okay, cool luck there. Yeah. And what, and what they're, are they saying to you, are you still blind? <laughs> I wish to God I could say to them I'm not. I don't yeah, want of course. It. I, I, don't, I don't think many people can say I'm not. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, Charlie is, is. Thank God, he has somewhat a little bit better sight than I have. Yeah. But I, I have virtually none. But what, are, what are they asking you in this form? Oh, I tell you what they ask. They ask what, what, how much I earned in the last year. Oh I am eighty three this oh year, by the way. God. My husband is eighty three in a few weeks' time. They ask what, what um, he earns. They ask, has he any other pensions? He asked us, his spouse have any other pensions? He, I think it was sent to me, but I, but he had to fill it in for me because I can't read, I can't write. Okay. Um, I can't go outside the door on oh my own. God. You know, and I mean, I, I was just saying to your researcher, I, I, I can't even go down to my best friend who is not very well either, okay. two doors down unless somebody brings me. Yeah. You know, I'm terrified going out, Joe, because I've got arthritis in my knees. My, the orthopaedic doctor wants to do a knee replacement. I said, at 82, I don't think so, because I might be lined up for a whole year and I mightn't have another year yet, you know, so I don't know. And when, when they, 
what, 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 what are they thinking you've done in the last two years? I, I, I don't know, John, increase... because I've done bloody nothing. Yeah, well, you've done a lot, sure, but yeah. what, have, what, no, what, what do they think you've done work-wise at exactly. age 83, you're blind in the last two years, that would deem that your blind pension would be eliminated because you've gone over the limit? I've what no are, idea. What are they saying? Did you get I've the, no idea. Did you get a job as CEO of the Bank of Ireland ah, or something yeah, in the last only, two years? If only. But, um, but it, is mean, a, it is a means test at 83. It, oh, it is, because they ask you what, what you have savings, if you have any savings in the bank. Um, I'm, I'm always tempted to say I have a little bit. Actually, I've been saving up for my funeral and my husband's, yeah. so the kids won't have to pay for it. But I think I need to double up on that now at the price of funerals, but whoever... Um, on the field, I, yeah, you know, I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it's crazy. I mean, I don't, I don't, it's, it's, we, I don't mind filling it out once. Okay, give yeah. me the information once. Yeah. But okay, the only thing with happen with your savings is that that will be less than the last time you told. Of them. course. Because things break down in the house, people get sick, and they have to yeah, go. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But I, I mean, I'm on about. Uh, what did I take? I counted them up the other day. About nine different tablets. Now I get them through my medical card. Yeah, yeah. But I'm still on a load of vitamins, which I have to pay. Okay. But the initial call uh, that we got about this was from a man who's in his 90s, and he was making the point that, like, up to relatively recently, he could, if if the door got, a hinge came off the door, he could fix the door. If he yeah. need, if the banisters needed painting at all, he could do it. But he can't anymore, obviously, so he needs to hire in somebody. Of course. So that costs money. But we had to get and, somebody in to cut all the, all the hedges in our house that yeah. have been needed to be done for the last two years you know but we can't do it anymore my husband used to be able to run up ladders up to five years ago and, and his daughter went out and helped him as well but I mean not this year thanks very much it just couldn't be done or last year okay you know um, just things like that you don't and then like like if you if you go to have your NCT test you're told to go and get yourself two new tires now we, like we yeah, literally yeah. travel from where we are yeah. to the shops in the village yeah. and back again and he brings me to mass on a Sunday, and he brings me to choir on another Sunday, okay. on another time. Okay, I'm still singing. Well <laughs> That's done. the only thing I well can Will you sing Happy Birthday to Charlie O'Leary? Okay, go ahead. Happy birthday to <laughs> you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Charlie. Happy birthday to you. Uh, and I hope you get there for a hundred. <laughs> Charlie, that's that was fantastic, Anne. What choir are you in? I'm well. I was in uh, the the um, the community choir here in Malahide okay. for twenty five years, but I had to give up that because of my sight. Yeah. But then the pandemic came as it as it ha- as, as it happened, and then my sight got really bad. So I can't read I can't read the music anymore. Wow. And a lot of the stuff we do, you have to have the music in front of you because it's too like things like the 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 hand mm-hmm. the sigh or some of those, you know. And would you not be tempted, Anne, I know you wouldn't, but would you not be tempted to get someone to write in the form, as you say, you can't even see it properly at this stage, well, someone to write in that means test form trying to find out if you're still blind? You'd say, of course I'm still blind. Or I said, no, no, you say, you, oh, did you, not, did you not read in all the newspapers? There was a miracle here in Bunratty Road in Kulak last Christmas, and I came out of church one Sunday morning and I got my eyesight back. <laughs> and I'm being called to Rome. Because of a miracle, I say, wouldn't you know if I got my eyesight back? Because exactly. it'd be a miracle. 
I, well, I think there are, actually, well, I think when you get to a certain age, they're just checking to see you're still alive and some, somebody else is not filling in the form. Okay. You know, did anybody ever think of that? <laughs> well, I'm sure there's, there's ways. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I know. God, I mean, but only I have my wonderful daughter and, yeah. and my, my, my wonderful husband, God love me, has become so patient in his old oh, age because he's to do so much for me. And he's getting those macular degeneration injections in in, into the eye. Yes. And how does he manage? How does he? What do you hear? Well, he, his daughter has to take time off work because yeah. he's been yeah. getting them in the in the beacon. Okay. Um, because uh, we're on the north side. You see, he he, but this doctor does uh, do it in the eye near. Yeah. Uh, but um, is he? I don't know what why why he has yeah, to go yeah. to the beacon, but that's where he goes anyway. And oh. and um, he gets one injection every month, and he gets two injections every three months. I need to. I, oh God! I mean, Joe. Like I, I literally bite my fingers every time I, I think know, he thinks he's going. Like, but I honestly, if they told me that if I got injections in my eye in the morning and I had to go every day for a month, I, I, I thought I'd get sight back in my sight. I, I would get. I'd go. Would you? Yeah. I would. Oh, Joe, I would. It's horrible being blind. It really yeah. is. I'm out of touch with everybody other than on the phone I, because everybody else is on mobiles and tic tac yeah, yeah. and it's whatever you're having yourself and they can use computers and everybody says oh send me an email I'll, I'll, I'll send you an email about such a yeah, thing you know, and I'm going oh sweet holy Joseph like I have to say to my daughter will you will you go on the square whatsapp I mean I think in the church choir as well and um my, every Sunday. Yeah. Now I know most of those because I learned them when I was seven. <laughs> and Anne, and Anne, uh, fair play. But Anne, would any of those new speech, you know, Alexa or? Oh, I have, I have that for the radio at the well moment. Done. But again, okay. everyone keeps trying to tell me how to do it, but they're all fully sighted, so they're going too fast. <laughs> I could just say Alexa. Turn oh, off. I know that. Oh, yeah. I know that. No, that's 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 the problem. But um, the, the problem is that that uh, the problem is just. Even getting around the house, Joe. Yeah, you know, I I'm, know, I know. Ju- yeah. I'm hitting things, I'm knocking things oh. off the table. I'm, oh God. I wouldn't even like to tell you what happened in the National Concert Hall two weeks ago when I went off to see your lovely friend Ronan Collins. Well, you're going to have to tell me now. <laughs> I went in early with my daughter. She brought me in as a treat for for. Uh, we yeah. had her had uh, something to eat. Great concert, it, yeah. Oh, it was great. Oh, I honestly, it lifted my spirits for days. It was a wonderful. They were wonderful. They really were. Um, but we were sitting in the restaurant before we went in and we, we were having something to eat. And um, my daughter said to me, would you like a glass of wine? I said, oh, you know me now in wine glasses. I said, forget it. No, I said, just get me a, a <laughs> cup of water or something. Okay. So anyway, she got me She got me the glass of wine yeah. and I stretched, I said, I just slightly stretched yeah, to, slightly. to get something in the, like salt or something. Yeah. I just move my hand slightly and guess where the where the, where the bottle with the glass of wine uh, went. Of course. All over me. Oh, all over you, not all until over the, well, me. Thank God. And the place was packed. Oh. And I just sat there and I wanted to scream, but I just decided, yeah. no, I'm not. <laughs> you know? So I just said, oh, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. So I just put my coat back on over me. <laughs> 
And I had to go into the concert. Well, Anna, cause, well Anna, thank God you didn't ruin the beautiful carpet at the National Concert. Anna. Oh, God, I didn't ruin thank it. Thank God. The only, only thing I ruined was me. dress. <laughs> I embarrassed myself. Well, yeah, anyway, Anna, I, I just made it so quiet afterwards that People I understand. People understand. Clifford, Clifford, oh, stay with us, Anne. Okay. And Charlie O'Leary is still there. Cliff, Clifford O'Hanlon, Clifford. Yes. It's happy birthday to you as well, I'm told. Oh, is that you, Joe? Yeah. Well, well, it was well, happy birthday yesterday, Joe. Okay, you and know, I um, was ninety-five yesterday. Good man, good <laughs> man. Now, now, you 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 contacted us initially. Now, in, you're 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 making the point that when you get to a certain age, yeah. the means test should go out the window. What do I do, Joe? I think we're most unfairly treated, uh, and I tell you, now my wife is my carer. I okay. have a primary health certificate. You know, okay. I have various things wrong with me. And my wife is my carer, 24 hours a day. She has to help me dress and undress. She walks me to the toilet. And fortunately, um, she is able to take me to the car. So we do try to get out into the country each day. Okay. And, uh, you know, to keep as active as we can. Well done. Now, I was always an active person up until I was about 90. And now, of course, we... Everything we have done in the house, we have to pay for. Okay. And as you know, Joe, the increases in the prices are such that... Now, mm. as you get old, Joe, and you, your medication includes the blood thinning, of course, you feel the cold much more. Okay. And you need more heat than a young person. You can't do the activities that a young person does. So you need that. Now, if, for example, you, all your listeners would know how much the prices have increased, you know? Yeah. And we find that we now have to dig into the few savings that we have got. But surely, surely you're entitled, Clifford, to the fuel allowance. Well, now, that's what we're going to talk to you about, Joe. Okay. Last year, we applied for the fuel allowance, around about August time, I think it was. Yeah. Now, because we have the carer's allowance, the carer's allowance it okay. took us just over... The threshold that existed at that time. Ah, oh, for God's sake. And therefore, we were turned down. Now, we accepted that, Joe. I know. To be you honest did. with you, we have had a good life. We give thanks for the benefits that we do get, and we appreciate that. And we know we have to pay tax. We're still yeah. paying tax, Joe. My wife and our pension, it seems to be good when you look at initially which would be 1,100 every fortnight. That seems great. But then suddenly you look and you find that over 400 euros is taken away in tax and other charges. Yeah. So therefore you're down to 700 for a fortnight, which is just over about 375 a week. So now and also, yeah. so when the government at the start of the year increased the amount you could have, as income. You see, they treat these things as gross income instead of disposable income. Okay. Now, this is... So we applied again, you see. Now, this is a letter I got on the 4th January, where we got, because my wife had to apply for it, you see. Okay. But this is what it says, dear Mrs. O'Hannon, I refer to your application for free fuel. Yeah. I regret to inform you that free fuel is not payable with carer's allowance. Oh, However, another member of the household may qualify for fuel allowance if they are in receipt of another social welfare payment. 
and satisfy the calling of initial because that's ridiculous because naturally enough you have to put my details in as well when you make the original application. So we're so being, that's, now, that, that, that as is, a carer, yeah. Joe, yeah. my wife says to the government thousands of pounds. Yeah, of course, right? of course. Now, I think it's wrong to penalise us and refuse us allowances, which other people do get. Yeah. But, uh, I don't begrudge anybody that's able to get it who's never paid anything yeah. into the economy, like, you know. And when I'm you not doing that at all. We're thankful for what we've got. Okay, I hear that, you know? Clifford, in your tone and, and your voice. But Clifford, you're also making the point. You say you should be measured on your disposal. What, what income you've left after your outgoing. Absolutely. You have to... You say to us, obviously, well, the cost of coal is, what, 10 bags of coal? You'd spend 200 quid. Um, well, you see, there's a point there, Joe. You know, we used to be able to get five 40-kilogram bags of coal and a bag of kippings and that, yeah. and it was 106 euro. It's now just under 200 euro. Wow. Now, also, we have oil-fired central heating. Yeah. Now... 500 litres used to cost us just under 400 euros. Yeah. It's now just under 600 euros. Yeah. Now, everything we have done around the house, we have to pay somebody for. Yeah. Even if it's just the feeling of a light bulb, because I can't go up steps anymore. Yeah. And my wife, obviously, my wife is 78. Okay. And obviously, she's limited in what she can do as well. Now, we must say we do have lovely neighbours. Yeah, you know? great, great. And we appreciate that and we appreciate all that they do for us. Yeah, and the fuel allowance that you've been refused yeah. at 95, you were 95 yesterday. That's right. The, the, the fuel allowance that you've been refused, that would have given you uh, 33, it wasn't going to bankrupt the state, it's given you 33 euro a week. For 28 weeks, which That's comes right. to just over 900 euro. That's right. And they said to you, you're not eligible for it That's at 95 right. years of well, age. Well, there, there, Joe. I, I, I did send a copy of it. I scanned yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I totally believe you. Don't be, don't be doubting. Don't be doubting at all, Clifford. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, very, very, very unfair. Charlie, did you know that the fuel allowance was means tested? I didn't know that. At that age, when you get into your... Are you back there, Charlie? Charlie. Okay, there's a problem with Charlie's line, obviously. Paul Mulvey. Paul, good afternoon. Hello, Joe. You agree with this? Well, as Clifford started it, Charlie, Charlie O'Leary uh, raised the force, but Clifford is launching a campaign. That, uh, but then when you get to a certain age in Ireland, he's saying 90, and there's about 36,500 people uh, over 90 in Ireland, that when you get to a certain age... Uh, that, that that all these means tests you're supposed to do for blind pension or whatever, which was Charlie's case, he got one he got one a couple of days ago at the age of ninety nine. Um, all these means tests you're supposed to do go, go out the window. You agree, Paul? Absolutely, Joe. Because when you reach ninety, you have nothing to prove to anybody. And I think yourself and myself should be advocating for that because in a quarter of a century, both of us will be there. Yeah, please God. But, but that, that's a good line. When you reach 90, go ahead, you have nothing to prove. When you've, you have nothing to tell lies about, have you, Paul? If that's absolutely what the, not. Is that what they're worried about? 
Yeah, that once you turn ninety, once you turn ninety in Ireland, you suddenly become a gangland criminal, and you want to defraud the state out of everything you can get. It's I crazy, the, crazy. The did bureaucracy. You, did is you know? Not did you know that? Did you know that ninety or ninety-five year olds have to do a means test for the for the the miserly uh, fuel allowance? Which which yeah, get your fuel allowance gets you just over one. I was working there, just get you uh, just over one bag of coal a week if you're allowed born coal, um, one bag of coal a week. Um, but, the, but the bureaucracy you see that applies to sixty uh, also applies to a hundred. Yeah, it it should be suspended. At should be, should be, should be. But for 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 people age sixty five and not over. Age Action Ireland have a free okay. care and repair service. Oh, brilliant. And this is where volunteers will visit old people in their homes and yeah. carry up minor repairs, uh, move furniture around. Yeah, light bulbs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All of that stuff. Bit of screwdriver work maybe with a door handle or fixing something on a, on a drawer or whatever. Yes. There's a, there's a huge variety of work that the volunteer can do. Whatever the volunteer is comfortable with. And do you do that, Paul? I do indeed, yeah. Good man. And what it's called uh, Age Action Island. We know that's a great idea. But it's called Care and Repair. Care and Repair. So I do the repair bit. But okay. volunteers can volunteer to uh, link up with old people, okay. make phone calls, call in on them, and that type of thing. And uh, is, it, is it nationwide? Oh, it is, yeah. There, okay. There are... Um, it, it, the, the service is offered by um, partners of Age Action Ireland in 33 centres around the country. Oh, that's fantastic. And uh, if, if it is the case that the volunteer cannot do the work, for instance, it could be something that's yeah, a bit big. Electrical or something that's complicated or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, the care and repair service can call upon a trusted tradesperson. Okay. And they will also offer the service of, let's say an elderly person gets a quote for doing a job. Well, the care and repair service can ask somebody to oversee that quote okay. and verify it. Oh, very good. Very good. So the, yeah. an elderly, an, uh, the elderly person can contact that service through... Maybe they're a district nurse or yeah. anybody who's involved with the elderly will know about the service. Yeah. Or indeed, if they have a... That's very good, yeah. That's very if, good. They have a, if they have a son or grandchild, you just Google Care and Repair and it's all there. Okay, and Clifford, were you aware that there is such a service called Care no, and Repair? I was not aware of no, that no, at all. Well, neither was I. That's two of us, Clifford, yeah. So well, now I tell you... I'm in the Active Retired. I was the Vice Chairman for a long time well in Donnerell's Active Retired Association. Now, I never knew of that at all, that there was a care and repair service. So I think if that's the case, they should notify all of their affiliated people okay, that well, that exists. Okay, but well, even well, so, Joe, yeah. even saying that, obviously, as you know, there are certain things that need to be done in the house, yeah. which have to be done. Yeah. by a fully qualified either uh, here, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. or an electrician. Now, trying to get them is a problem in oh, itself. Okay. Now, we are very fortunate that we do know. But then straight away, the very least you'll pay is 140 euros. Okay. You know, uh, and if you have to buy 
any materials yes, on the extra, top. that's gone up the and cost all of, this drains yeah. away the yeah. food bulb you've saved up and the cost of material you know? for builders anyone you talk to builders absolutely, plumbers absolutely. has tripled up to tripled in the last Absolutely, uh, 12 tripled, months. Yes. Okay, Clifford, Clifford, yeah. Clifford, stay, stay with us. And I take your point, and Clifford's overall point is, as you get older, your your outgoings in terms of day-to-day living increase because you can't be, you can't obviously, uh, be doing every doing all these things yourself, jumping up and down on step ladders and uh, bending over sideways to, to do the lintel under the window at the top of the stairs or whatever. Clifford, stay with us. Charlie O'Leary is back, and we'll be back after this break. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Charlie O'Leary, former kit man with uh, the Irish, the most famous kit man ever with the Irish international um, soccer team. Uh, Charlie, people are ringing in. I, I know you're 99 today. Again, happy birthday. But people are ringing in saying, Charlie, what, what did you work at? I was a wood machinist. A, what, a, a wood machinist? A wood machinist, yeah. I worked down O'Keefe's on each wall. And oh. uh, I worked there for uh, uh, 42 years. And then it uh, uh, closed. And then I got a job in the government department. And then uh, after that, I started with Jack Charlton. And what age were you when you started working, Charlton? Uh, I, was, I was 14 uh, and three months. I started working. And before that, did you do schooling? Oh yeah, I I I got I got my my leaving to the member the leaving certificate deals to get that the primary because you were born in born in what nineteen twenty four nineteen twenty four and uh, I went to to live in East Wall when I was four year old okay and uh, I, I, we cared take my father take the sawmill East uh, O'Keefe okay and I, I started working there and then uh, I I worked there. Until around 1950, when we closed, we went had a problem with the banks. Okay. And then I ended up in the government department job. So, so you were, and then all that part of the city, there was Brooks Thomas. Oh, there was T and C. You couldn't be unemployed. That there was yeah. factories all over the place. And what did you do in the woodworking factory? I, I told you, uh, uh, I had to go to technical school. I went to Bowlesy oh, Tech for the for the to be a wood machinist. And what type of stuff were you making? Well, I've been making, we say, window frames, door frames, uh, anything like that. Anything, even uh, uh, picture frames sometimes, you know. Okay. You had to make, uh, grind out your own steel colours to do the shape you needed, like, you Yeah. Oh, that's very technical. Yeah. And someone said you made Hurleys. Oh, well, uh, I, I fancied myself. Uh, there was a gentleman <laughs> from, a uh, lad from... Uh, Tipperary, and he he showed me how to. It was the old-fashioned way. I do run a bandsaw, shape okay. them out. But now they have a machine for doing the 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 hour apart. But in in them days, I used to, to do a, a spoke shave. It's a it's a carpenter's tool worked by hand. Wow. It wouldn't be worked by machine. And uh, he he learned me how to get the grain down near the boss. That to be a right spring in the in the boss, you know. And uh, I, I, I wasn't bad to make the hurdles on there. Good lad. And, and then you went to work in a government department in 1950. Where was that? That's right. Up in, in uh, I, actually, the, the one, the men uh, in uh, the Department of Industry and Commerce there. Oh, you opened Kildare Street. Uh, right opposite the God the Dial, yep. Yeah, Kildare. And what did you do there, Charlie? Well, I, I was everything like uh, from 
doing maintenance and, and yeah. helping out in, in anything that was to be done there, you know. Well done. And then, Charlie, how did you get involved with the Irish International yeah, well, Soccer okay. Team? Well, I was a, re- a soccer referee for 50... For 20 years, I was on the League of Ireland panel. Okay. And then I refereed... I actually ran the line for the Legion Oil match with Jack Charlton played. Go and away. then I refereed the match with Jack Charlton played. <laughs> and, and then I got all... Did, uh, did he give you any back cheek? No, 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 no. No, getting back to... to uh, I done the cup final then in 1972. Wow. And, and then uh, after that, I decided to retire. And then... Uh, the FEI asked me would I uh, come in and help them with uh, when visiting teams come in and, and uh, look after them for a few days. And uh, I looked after when Italy won the World Cup that time. I looked after them. I looked after Spain. I looked after Holland. I looked after wow. Denmark. And then uh, uh, Jack's first match was against uh, Wales. And I was looking after the Welsh team. Okay. So before the game, I went in to see Mick Bourne. Mick and I were very ah, close friends. The great Mick Bourne, the yeah. I went in to see Mick and uh, asked him for a loan of a pump. And Jack came over and Jack recognised me. He said, Todd, when we met, like, how did we get on? We chatted each other. And he, when I left, he said to Mick, what does he do? And Mick said, he does practically everything. And he said, who does that for us? And Mick said, do you do? And Mick said, that's silly. He said, why did you invite him in? So Mick and rang me and asked, he said, uh, would you like to come along and join us? I said, yeah, okay. So from then on, myself and Mick had a partnership there, and uh, we grew on really, really well together. But I was about to say, Jack was tremendous. Yeah. It was absolutely brilliant. And there's a thing, that photo, that famous photograph, you mentioned earlier, you and the Pope, and Jack made sure that no, no one pushed you out of the way. Because exactly, yeah. You're, you're, but there's a, there's a significant difference in height between the two of you. Well, no, but, no, there wasn't. No, no. Okay. I tell you what happened. I was standing on a, a stairs. Okay, okay. And he, he was standing on okay. another stairs behind me, Brilliant. resting okay. on me. And he was resting on me shoulders. Like, and uh, then he pushed me forward. And, uh, and did, you ever, did, you ever, did you ever see Jack lose his temper or get angry? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you this much. Oh, you always knew when he lost his temper, like to say. But, but he had, I, I'd say this much. I've never seen a man with the skills of man management that he had. Wow. I, I, absolutely. I, I, for instance, the, the way he got a, a group, remember this, when he joined those first, a lot of people, I'm talking about players now, didn't agree with, with his methods of, yeah, of, yeah, of football. Yeah. But he convinced them, yeah. you either play my way or go home. Yeah, okay. Now, on top of that, he wasn't, he, he wasn't really rude about it or anything like that, yeah. but he convinced them. By, by the different coaching methods he told. But anyway, getting back then, on top of that, he made it a family affair in so much that we say, in the old days, when they come in under other management, if you were born in Dublin, you could go straight home to your parents and just turn up for training and all that. Okay. But when he came along, he said, no. No, he said, when you turn up the first day, right. that Sunday, you go to see your parents. Okay. And, but you leave your bag in the hotel okay. and you come back down that night and stay with the rest of them. And then we say, after training on Monday, we go uptown and we go uh, uh, different places and different lads might do a bit of shopping or so. Yeah, go to pictures or other place over. But on top of that then, on Monday night then, we go to the cinema yeah. and after the cinema, straight back, 
and there was a pub up called the Hill 16 up around me Summer Hill. Yeah, no, well, yeah. And we go in there then, and there was a few drinks, only a few. Yeah. And then uh, we backed to the hotel, and then it was heads down for training, and the lads, they would really train, and uh, they thought they'd never, they never pick for the next match. They all loved coming back because yeah. it was all a big, happy family. Now, what I have to say this, yeah. in fairness to Mick Bourne here, yeah. Mick Bourne and myself now, we say the day after a match or so, we, we get together and go out, ramble out the hotel, and we'd have a chat, and we'd say, what about this and what about that? And we used to, we used to pretend to be arguing with each other in the room, and the lads would be outside, the pair of them were <laughs> at it again, they're at it again. But the, the lads got a great kick out of the pair of us arguing. But it, it was all pretense on our part, like, you see? And, and with that, Jack then used to torment the pair of us. And uh, uh, Jack could get Mick going great. And uh, he torment Mick and Mick lose his temper, like, and, uh, and then there was, that, that was more fun. But everything was, everything was for fun, like, you know, it was all great laughter and fun. And, and you, uh, mentioned, uh, you mentioned Roy's goal in uh, 88 in Stuttgart. What yeah. about what about Romania and Italia ninety and Packy and well, Dave O'Leary? Sorry, Packy was answering me there just before your show. Oh, great, great! Packy rang me there about five to one there, and uh, but, but Packy uh, Packy's penalty save, and yeah. then on top of that, uh, David O'Leary's penalty. Yeah, and uh, the on, on that, the you know everything everything about. Everything about that particular trip was lovely. We had meeting the Pope, and then we the 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 the, the, the penalty shoot out, and then uh, I thought we were terribly lucky in the match itself yeah, against yeah, Italy, yeah. like yeah, 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 and and then you know, and, and uh, it was a marvelous time to be to be with the Irish team, and we could do it now, like with the the country needs something like oh, that absolutely. to boost them up, like you see, absolutely, because you you only to look at the. The streets around. I, I remember a, a lovely story. There was a friend of mine, and he was a his job was going around uh, the, the, all over Ireland uh, mm-hmm. as a salesman, like. And he was in a little village down in Leitrim. And as he walked in, he was talking to the man behind the counter, and this old lady came in. And it was the time we played the North of Ireland at a one o'clock kickoff. And she ran in and said, will you two bitches stop talking? She said, I'm in the hurry on to see the match on television. Right. And that was in a little village down in Leitrim. And there was an old lady in the hurry on to see it. Like, Brilliant. I mean, all that everybody, thing, everybody, yeah. everybody, yeah. everybody, everybody. And are you still in touch with many of the players, Charlie? Are they in touch with you? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, it, it seemed, I, I'd say today sometime Mick McCarthy will ring me. He only rang me two weeks ago because well they check on me age. Because Mick, <laughs> it's my birthday is the fourth, and his is on the seventh. Oh, very good. And he, he just rang me there the, 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 about two weeks ago before he got the job on Blackpool, like I say. Of course, yeah. And the, the, then I said, Paul McGrath was up with me last week. Oh, and, was he brilliant? He, well, I, actually, he, he rang to say that he was, uh, see, he's living in Enniscorty now. Yeah, yeah. And he rang to say that they were on the way up on other business. Was a long oh. way to call in because he's called in pretty oh, regularly. Well done, well done. So he, he spent over a half an hour with me, maybe an hour, maybe. And have you got? Do you mind me asking, you, Charlie? Have you got memorabilia in the house? Do you have photographs I, I, and jerseys? Photographs and all that. Yeah. I wouldn't have. No, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have the like of, the likes of jerseys or so. Okay. Other people, have, I've given them all the various bits of charity. Like, oh, have you, know, you well right? done? Yeah. I know. Well, you'll always get. There's always. 
the very genuine cases of people mm-hmm. who came along and the raffles and all, and I, I gave many stuff to, uh, to various charities like. But, and, uh, but when, when, when we knocked out Romania, yeah. and that incredible night, Packy saved Dave's yeah. uh, penalty, um, did you, well, what did Jack say to you immediately afterwards? No, just no. Just as the, if you see the old films, yeah. you see Jack with his finger nearly, like he's biting his tongue, yeah, yeah, yeah. his finger like, and uh, you can't see me, I'm, he's on a step and I'm down a bit. Okay. And, and uh, as, uh, as David O'Leary is walking up to take the penalty, yeah. he's only walking up to take the penalty, right. Jack says, I wonder what they're saying in Dublin tonight. I wonder what they're doing in Dublin tonight. Well, every, in Ireland, we were all holding our breath. Yeah, 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 yeah. But did you, you see, you, you wouldn't have known uh, immediately, within an hour of that match, yeah. of the results, yeah. Charlie, yeah. O'Connell Street was yeah. mayhem. And within an hour of that match, Charlie, because yeah. yeah. I was in O'Connell Street, there was fellas on O'Connell Bridge, yeah. probably from the East Wall. Yeah, sure. They were selling T-shirts with the result on it. <laughs> I love it and there was fellas in O'Connell Street who were dancing semi-naked. In, you remember the floozy in the jacuzzi? Yeah, I do, I do, I do. Yeah, yeah. They were dancing semi-naked in the floozy in the jacuzzi yeah, celebrating. Yeah. And half of them were, arrest- were arrested. <laughs> I had to had to explain to their mammies later on that night why they were arrested. But anyway, it was an incredible atmosphere in the country. Right. Yeah. But you 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 would have missed that. But you got that when you came home, didn't you? The welcome. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. Yeah, that was marvelous. I remember Jack saying he thought somebody that when when the bus was coming up O'Connell oh. Street, he thought oh, him and well, yeah. him and Packy were nearly sick. They were yeah. they, they were really really. Them two men, I never forgot it. They were really white with, with fright. Yeah. They, they, they pleaded with the driver to go slow, go slow, yeah. please. And he was, was he terrible. was going as slow as he could. But they, but the, uh, because it, they thought someone was going to be killed. Yes, yeah. Such was the hysteria in the city. It's incredible. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. incredible. Jim yeah. Sheridan, Jim has called in. Jim, uh, you, you know Charlie. Well, I do, Joe. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah. Um, I know Charlie from my League of Ireland days. He was a ref. Uh, I was in the League of Ireland, I suppose, from 1967 to 83. And I met Charlie on numerous occasions when he was uh, refing. And uh, I'm just calling in to wish him a very happy birthday. Oh, I can't well believe that he's 99. So congratulations, yeah. Charlie. Good to hear your voice. Jim, just a second, Jim. Uh, Joe. Yes. Jim, Jim is the big superintendent of the police. He used to stand outside the dial. Oh, wow. And, okay. and, and, and Jim, a big stamp of half. Great, and, and, great. Uh, he never gave me trouble because uh, <laughs> he, he, when he was taller than me, I, he, see, he, he wasn't a superintendent on the field of play. I was the referee. And, and uh, but he, when I when I'd have to go into the dial, he used to give me some stick, and I go into the dial, and he'd be there with all these guards around him, like. But Jim, it's great to hear from you, honestly. Great. And great to hear you, Charlie. And how are you doing, Jim? I caught him. Uh, we'll take him off. Ah, Tommy Vaughan, why, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 20 years younger than, jo- than, than ah. Charlie, I, I'm, I'm coming 79. <laughs> isn't, so, that, so. isn't that brilliant, isn't that brilliant? By the way, the was, thing, was he a good referee, Jim? He was a very good referee, and he commanded great respect, yeah. and, and all the players had great time from. I Is never it? can recall anybody having a bad word to say about Charlie, a ref- Charlie as a referee. Isn't and that fantastic? Uh, I'm oh. delighted to hear that he's t- uh, still going strong at 99. 
You heard him there. He's going very strong, as you are as well, Jim. Thanks indeed. Back after this break. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Began talking about a call we got. You heard Clifford um, handling about the fact that he's 94 and he just got refused, believe it or not, the fuel allowance because he's means tested. And then we heard from an, another woman who was means tested every two years for her blind person's allowance. And then you, uh, before that, you heard Charlie, the great Charlie O'Leary, the kit man for the Irish team, and a lot more, an awful lot more besides, but he, Charlie was telling us he's 99 today, as it happens. But that um, he has to fill out forms now. Um, uh, he has to do a means test for the blind pension, for the blind pension. But as Anne Davies said, you do, you do it every two years as if they think you're going to get your eyesight back when you're 101 or whatever. Um, but um, where's Fonzie? Fonzie O'Connor, Fonzie. Yes, Joe. You, you, you're a, you, you know Charlie. You remember Charlie. I remember Charlie, Joe. I, I had the pleasure of working in um, Frederick Building on Molesworth Street in 1987 and 88. And I got to know Charlie when he came around in the morning with the mail for all the different offices, including the passport office. Now, uh, we got, we'd got we have a chat then about the, the football because I was a neighbour and a friend of Mick Lifford who played for Ireland at the time and okay. who subs- subsequently became a PD. And you, you, you were... What building were you in, Fonzie? I was in what... I think it was called Frederick Building at the time. Okay. Same building as the passport office. Oh, that's that's small. That was Malter Street. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, and um, you remember where where are you now, Fonzie? Oh, I'm back in Limerick. I'm ah, back two years in Dublin, and then I came back to Shannon. Uh, and for for a while, we moved over to Aviation House, which was down near Buck Bridge. Uh, it became the Irish Aviation Authority. Oh, of course, yeah, still there on the corner there, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Fonzie. Char- my best yeah. wishes, Charlie. Uh, well, well said. Uh, thanks, Fonzie. Um, uh, Charlie, do, do you um, do you still follow soccer? I believe it or not, tomorrow every Thursday I attend. I I I am with the Leinster Football League and I attend rough play out in Abbottstown every Thursday. What's rough play? Well, matches fell up or off for bad language or, or foul play. And what you go, you go out? What what are you out in Abbotstown? Out, out in the headquarters, FAI headquarters. Well, you're you're on a committee. You're on a committee, are you? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, so yeah. somebody is put off yeah. for abusing the ref or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. You you um. <laughs> we 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 read the referee's report. Yeah. And then uh, we uh, either suspend them or find them or both. Okay, and you're still on that committee. Yeah. 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 Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah, every Thursday. If folks here beside me, I was on the Joe show there. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's Jim talking. Okay, where is John Aldridge? John is, John, John Aldridge. Oh, good afternoon. Great, great to hear from you. You want, you want to wish um, Charlie O'Leary yeah. happy, you know what age he is, John? I know he's 99. Incredible. Really yeah. What do you and want you to know say? What? He still looks younger than me, as ever. <laughs> what, do you say, what do you want to say about this great man? I, I love Charlie. We all love Charlie. He's part. He's part of the squad. He's, he was part of the band. He was part of everything. Uh, but I blame him for getting me in that that mix up in the sideline. 
and against Mexico. I think it was your fault, Charlie. You didn't <laughs> tell anyone. <laughs> this is when this is when Jack started fighting with the referee. <laughs> yeah, when, when, when Jack when Jack got fined twelve and a half thousand dollars and he, he had kittens, <laughs> oh, he went mad. And Charlie, uh, Charlie, how are you, Charlie? Right, grand, lovely, John, lovely. Uh, I've seen some pictures of you today on uh, on the social media, and you you look brilliant, pal. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, he's great. He's a great. He's, he's ninety nine, as you say, John, and he's still hale and hearty, and he's still on. He's still on committees in the FAI. Would you believe that, John? Well, I tell you what, there's none better than experience, and uh, he's the man. He's the man. He's a great kit man, and he he, he loved the laugh. We used to have a, a take take the proverbial arm, but he always give it back. He got it. He always got his digs in, and um, he's very well thought of amongst the lads. We loved him absolutely, and still do. Yeah, brilliant, and that's that's evidenced by the number of players that were contact. John, listen, listen to George Hamilton, um, Italia ninety. Remember this commentary; it's coming up. It's about two minutes long. You see, and who is stepping forward to assume the task? David O'Leary of Arsenal, in his fifty-second international appearance. David O'Leary is entrusted with the responsibility of taking the penalty that could send Ireland into the quarter-finals of the World Cup. You remember this, this Charlie? Kick can decide it all. The nation holds its breath. Yes, we're there! Good God. Good God. <laughs> to the quarter-finals oh. of the World Cup. And a meeting with Italy or Uruguay in Rome on Saturday. Did you night. ever, Charlie? Did you ever hear a roar like that? <laughs> no, lovely. It's no, incredible. I, I can still hear it. <laughs> and John, did you ever hear a roar like that? You've had a long, uh, yeah, a great time. career. Yeah, uh, we had some 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 mighty roars in, in the old Lansdowne Road. You have to say that the atmosphere there was absolutely electric. But that was, but that was a fantastic day. Okay, well said. Uh, stay with us, Charlie. John, John, who's that I hear in the background? That's me. That's me granddaughter. Ah. Um, she's she just brought the big face. She just brought four blooms to me, white, orange, and two green. How mad is that when I'm talking to Charlie? That is unbelievable, <laughs> isn't it? White, orange. What, what's, what's your granddaughter? What's, what's her name, John? Uh, her name's Nell. Mel, okay. And no, she, Mel, M-E-L-L. And I hope she's going to play soccer. Does she know she's a famous grandfather that's legendary in Ireland? Not yet, no, no. Okay. I don't know who he is like, but uh, she can play a bit, to be fair. Great, and without, and great. Yeah, she's good with the ball at her feet. Great, 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 great. She can play for Ireland, can't she? Yeah, yeah. Under the grand, under the grand <laughs> rule. How are you, Mel? Well done, Mel. Back after this break. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. We'll take a break. Take, yeah. uh, Charlie, you take care of yourself. 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Charlie O'Leary, how do you plan to celebrate your birthday? Uh, no, uh, not today, nothing at all. On okay. Sunday last, okay. I had only my family and my, uh, my son and two sons and two daughters. And the grandchildren and the great grandchildren, <laughs> and, and, and we had a, a marvelous day here, marvelous day, and uh, really enjoyed myself with the, with the, my own crowd around me. Well and, done. Uh, so and, today, and, today and, we just staying in. And I, I have yeah. to say, Joe, thanks a million for, for the show. Really, Charlie, really, Charlie. Well, I always ask people, what's the recipe for 
getting to 99 and you're, you're going to get long beyond it too. No, the only, sorry, the only thing is, I, I'm thinking, uh, to answer that question, see, I'm a pioneer, I'm a pioneer yeah. for over 80 years, you see? Wow, yeah. And on top of that, I never smoked. So I'm afraid of my life, if the means, if they hear about that, they might stop the tax on the, or extra tax on the... <laughs> they might mean, they might mean, Sessa. You're saying you never drank or smoked? No, never. Never? Uh, no, the only thing was, my wife, she's dead 13 years now, but she smoked for me, like, you know. Okay. She smoked 30 years now, Lord Okay, okay. Well, here's, this is in honour of your 99th party. You're now in your 100th year, Charlie. If you're 99, you're in your 100th year. You're a yeah. great, great ambassador for Ireland you're a great great ambassador for East Wall as well always have been and you're a great you're a great ambassador for people of your age and the fact that you're raising this issue about the means test at 99 uh, shows you're still a great campaigner Charlie O'Leary happy birthday thank you very much God thank bless you, you Charlie Joe. God bless you Charlie the game is about being effective being aggressive winning the ball getting on with the play we'll put them under pressure Stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.